The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. That newly agreed round of cost of living measures will provide a 200 bonus payment for all social welfare recipients, an extra 100 euro in the child benefit bonus per child, and businesses are set to benefit from a temporary business energy support scheme which has been altered. I'm joined on the line now by Suzanne Rogers, Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland, uh, Elaine Lachlan, Political Reporter with the Irish Examiner, and Neil MacDonald, CEO of ISME. Good morning uh, to one and all. Elaine, we'll start with the policy politics of all of this. Uh, was there much disagreement? Was much fought over in uh, the final package? Yeah, well, I think there may have been a, what was described as robust discussion to me last night on a few issues, one being the cuts uh, that we seen last year on petrol and diesel, that 20 and 15 cent uh, on both of those fuel products to help motorists. Um, now, it was felt in the end that reintroducing them in one go would have a significant disruption on fuel supply and also a, a massive impact on the likes of the logistics industry, uh, the truckers across the country. So what has been arrived at is a gradual increase over three months um, of both of these. So the 20 cent on cut on petrol will now be reversed, 6 cent from the beginning of June, 7 cent from the start of September and 8 cent will be added on at, mm. on no, October 31st. Those same dates will apply to diesel, uh, except it'll be five cent in June and then six cent in the other okay. two months. Now, now, this is kind of uh, reversing the excise cuts that they brought about. And uh, this is against the background of falling international prices anyway, uh, because uh, time was when these cuts were called for, uh, the price of a litre of fuel, be it diesel or petrol, was over, t- over two euro. And it's now well below that figure. Exactly. And I think another surprise element of last night's discussion came with that 9% hospitality VAT rate. Uh, we had, well, it had been widely indicated that that VAT rate would return to the regular 13.5%. But hoteliers, restaurateurs have been given an extra few months up until the end of August um, to have that 9% in place across, I suppose, the busy period for many of them across that summer period. Um, but that will be the final extension of that special VAT rate. And Minister Michael McGraw was adamant that that will return to 13.5% from September. Mm-hmm. But it's something that perhaps hoteliers were hopeful that would be extended, but thought that it was off the cards, especially yeah. ahead of the budget. We we knew that Pascal Donoghue, the then finance minister, wasn't exactly happy with that measure. So uh, who was pushing to keep it at 9% permanently? And uh, was it the, the financial end of things, the Pascal Donoghue's and the Michael McGraw's who wanted to get the revenue back? Yeah, well, certainly in the end, Finance Minister Michael McGrath brought forward the proposal that 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 reduced rate would be extended until August. Um, And of course, all three parties, but especially Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, had had an extreme amount of pressure from their own backbenchers to retain that um, and the parliamentary party meetings last week had people lining up to state that it would be very unfair to return that VAT rate now at a time when um, hoteliers are still maybe getting over COVID and all the restrictions that were in place during that period and are hopeful that maybe they might get back to an even keel over this summer period. Um, and of course, we do have the Arts and Tourism Minister, Catherine Martin from the Green Party, who also had said that she would be in favour of keeping that 
that 9% at least for the, the medium term. Now, in terms of business, the Temporary Business Energy Support Scheme, um, there was uh, some disappointment, uh, I think, articulated by Simon Coveney that uh, there wasn't as big a take-up as they thought. And uh, the reasons for that, and we'll perhaps hear from Neil MacDonald about those in a moment, um, too complex. Yes, and there was. This is a £650 million scheme, but the up take has really been dismal um, and that scheme was due to end at the end of March but it will be extended for another three months now and there's significant changes uh, coming to it from what we expect from today when that announcement on the cost of living package is made by members of government. Um, so up until now for example businesses could claim up to f- €10,000 against their fuel and electricity costs each month. Um, For a single uh, business, that will be increased to 15000 per month. The the other sticky bit was the criteria. Um, So when the scheme was announced, companies had to show a 50% increase in bills based on what they paid in 2021. Mm -hmm. Now, department officials have said that after conducting an audit, that was a very high bar because as we know, costs had already began uh, to increase in 2021. So that has now been decreased to 30%. And it will be applied retrospectively to the beginning of the scheme. So they hope, the government do hope, and Minister Simon Coveney hopes that this will allow tens of thousands more companies to apply for the funding. Yeah. Um, The government, do they think they have it right? I mean, they can't expect any gratitude from anybody because that's just not the way it is. (laughs) And no matter what they do, it won't be enough for for many parties and in many quarters. Um, But are they happy that this is the best they can offer? Yeah, well, it's a 1.2, around 1.2 billion package, 400 million of which will be directed towards um, social protection measures. So as you said, Pat, the kind of the 100 euro child benefit and that 200 euro lump sum to the likes of pensioners, carers, people with disabilities, those that the government believe are most in need at this time. And also there's, there's longer term elements to this. There's the back to school clothing and footwear allowance that will be increased by €100. Euro. And also um, the hot school meals programme will be extended and about mm. 65,000 extra children will get a hot meal as a result. So they're hoping that these measures will target those who are really struggling the most. Um, I suppose people may be disappointed that they're not seeing an extra €200 euro energy rebate that had been floated, um, but it's been ruled out for now, yeah. at least this side of the summer now. And sources to me last night were stressing the fact that they don't want, while this is a significant package, they don't want to spend everything they have right now in case there is a need for additional payments come the autumn and winter. And even as we speak, um, Vladimir Putin is on his feet telling uh, a huge assembly uh, what he's going to do about the war. uh, And uh, all of that, of course, may feed into energy prices and inflation and all the rest of it. Anyway, um, the, the final point briefly, Elaine, is why do they leak all this in advance? I mean, they could have a big announcement. Uh, but we know the bones of the package before anybody stands up. We do, but we are in a three-stool government at this stage and uh, this coalition, I suppose, has been particularly leaky um, and maybe ministers having secured um, massive supports, particularly in the area of, I suppose, social protection and that that measure that Simon Coveney has got across the line for businesses. Perhaps they 
we're worried that they might be outscooped by another member of the coalition. Mm. Um, it has been a trait, as I said, of this government. And it's it's predominantly all good news, um, bar maybe that increase in the uh, the, the VAT, the petrol and, uh, yeah, from, the petrol and diesel. So perhaps they just want to get it out. All right. Th- Elaine, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Elaine Lachlan, political reporter with the Irish Examiner. Uh, Suzanne Rogers, research and policy analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Um, what do you think? <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> well, I, um, I was suggesting that it will never yeah. be enough. Um, and the government's strategy is obviously not to spend money that would be an ongoing burden on the taxpayer, but whatever cash they have in hand, you know, do the lump sum bits but don't put anything permanently in place that will be a drain, you know, especially if the buoyant incomes are not guaranteed to continue. I mean, you've used words there like burden and drain. And, you know, if we look at our social welfare system and what it's designed to do, it's designed to protect us during periods where we're unable to look after ourselves. And I'm always very conscious that when government doesn't spend money maybe on social protection, the Department of Health will end up picking up the bill or the Department of Education will end up picking up the bill. So what we really would have liked to have seen is exactly what you've just said, is is those long-term commitments to those on the lowest income. It would have made much more of a difference going forward. I always kind of say a pay rise is much more beneficial to me than a bonus. And that's what we're seeing here is those is those mm-hmm. one-off payments. And I'm conscious, like as you said, it's still a little bit crystal ball-y at the moment. We don't have the exact announcement, we're pretty sure what we're going to get. But we really would have preferred to see those targeted measures looking at the core rate of social welfare and increasing that because when this, again, when this one-off measure is washed through, we're back to where we started, which is those on lowest incomes being worse off this year than they were last year and the year before. Um, And, you know, everybody is probably in that situation that they're a bit worse off because of inflation and all the rest. But those who are literally on the margins of poverty um, feel that much more acutely. But the the whole question of, you know, what is the appropriate rate of social welfare in in a full employment economy? Uh, There are those who can never get off social welfare because of their individual personal circumstances. But when you look north of the border, the rates are far, far lower. They're far, far lower, and I suppose and what you can see then, if, if we look to our nearest neighbour, is, is the misery that that causes and the ill health that that causes. And if, if the whole point of this is job activation and public employment services and all of those things, um, surviving on the lowest, lowest, lowest income doesn't make anybody job ready. The barriers to employment are generally, I know from myself during periods of unemployment, it was my educational attainment level, it was transport issues, it was caring issues, it was my skill set. You've had industries that disappeared overnight. Um, you know, if you look at, say, like the construction industry at that time, you had really highly skilled people all of a sudden being unemployed, nowhere to go with those skills. The rate of social welfare as it stands isn't a barrier to employment. If somebody, nobody should be better off on on social welfare, that's then a conversation about maybe poor job quality, low wages. I mean, I'd read somewhere recently, I think we're only second to the US in terms of, of low paid jobs. So we need to look at all of those things. Work does absolutely need to pay, but I don't think punishing people for their inability or their the difficulties that they face in engaging with work. I don't think punishing them by making them even poorer, I don't think that's the way ahead. I don't think that makes anybody more job ready. 
if they're unable to eat properly, mm-hmm. if they don't have the bus fare to go to an interview, if they can't afford to top yeah. up their phone to be able to, to, you know, go down through and see well, what jobs are available. I don't think that actually gets okay. us anywhere so further. Your response to this is um, they've gone the wrong way about it. They should have looked at core social welfare and hiked it up on a permanent basis rather than these one-off measures. We would have preferred to see that. And you're right, we are practically at full employment. We was at a Department of Social Protection event there last week and we have 110,000 people, 119,000 people, I think, on Job Seekers Allowance. We have 36,000 people on Job Seekers Benefit. So we are at, you know, there's, there's, a, there's quite a small cohort of people who are currently in this system. But it's those those people on job seekers allowance, maybe that you know that long term, um, whatever again, whatever the barriers to employment are, it's people who are long term unemployed, um, that really really need these supports because you did say it earlier on, every single household has been impacted. My bills have gone up, your bills have gone up, but if you're getting by on two twenty a week. There are serious decisions having to be made about do I put the heat on, do I yeah. top up the meter, do I buy food, what do I do with that? It's it's a very, very, very small amount of money that has to go an enormously long way. All right. Thank you very much, Suzanne, for joining us. Suzanne Rogers, Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Now, Neil McDonald, CEO of ISME, is on the line. Um, you, like everybody else, will be impacted by uh, all of these measures to some degree, but particularly for business, um, the Temporary Energy Support Scheme uh, not fit for purpose, I think, was the view. Uh, has it been fitted for purpose? Well, first of all, Pat, we're delighted that it has been extended. So we understand that it's it's going to uh, last for another three months. We're, we're told uh, there will be an element of simplification and a 50% increase hurdle that was built in there will will come down to 30%. Um, but the, the feedback we got from businesses applying for this, the, the major criticism actually was one of complexity and it just took so long to apply for. Um, that un- unless you were a very substantial energy user, the, the, you know the amount of money you were getting back in TBS was not worth the input in in hours and days of work uh, to get that. So we will need to see what the manual looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. The current manual is 121 pages. The revenue manual with an accompanying 89-page manual on how to understand and read your bill. <laughs> so uh, we, we will need to see, are they altered? Uh, to, I, I, to, I, I uh, have to, to say, this. I am gobsmacked by that. I mean, a, a straightforward scheme, 121 pages plus 89 pages on how to understand the 121 pages. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yes, and unfortunately, Pat, look, we we do understand uh, the imperative of of government and revenue to, to you know to safeguard the public purse and to ensure that a scheme is not um, abused by claimants. But you you know we we heard in your package originally from Elaine that the result of that has been that the scheme just really didn't take off at all. Uh, very very few people applied for it simply because of its. It's, it's level of complexity. Yeah. But look, um, we're delighted. But I mean, to if you can get up to 10 grand a month, now 15 grand a month for a business if it's of an appropriate size and an appropriate consumer of energy, you know, people might say, well, sit down, read the 121 pages, read the 89 pages. That's money for old rope if you can get it. Otherwise, your energy Absolutely. bills are going to be unsustainable. Absolutely, and for those businesses, we we know in, uh, for instance, in in the uh, in the grocery retail, in the hospitality sectors, they are intensive energy users. 
they don't really have a choice in you know a, a, when you're in temperature controlled foods you you don't have the choice of of turning mm. down or off the fridge in a in a grocery outlet so um it it will be worthwhile for these people to do it but to date what they've faced is a choice between asking an accountant to spend a lot of time doing it and paying them for their time or devoting an awful lot of their own time to doing it so hopefully that will be simplified all right neil thank you very much for joining us neil mcdonald ceo of uh, ismay the pat kenny show with aviva insurance weekdays at 9am on news talk